Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You with Kitch and Neil this afternoon. And whilst we've got three more games left of the Men's ICC Cricket World Cup, we're very much looking forward to the DP World ILT20, which starts here mid-January for its second season. Well, yes, uh, and you know, there is one team uh, beyond all of the others uh, that we've been uh, looking for and ex- expecting and hoping that, uh, you know, that one little glitch that they faced last season reached the finals, didn't win it, they changed things around, and that is none other than the Desert Vipers. Well, joining us in studio is Sean Morris. He is the CEO of the company 1.5 Degree Sport. They are the sustainability partner for the Desert Vipers. He's, he's also a former Rajasthan Royal CEO of the uh, the IPL, the franchise that won the very first IPL. And he's joining us here in studio. Sean, thank you very much for your time and coming in. My pleasure. Good to be here. Great to be here and see you because you've got an incredible career in cricket. You've worked in administration roles, uh, uh, India, you've been in Australia, South Africa, and now you're here in Dubai. What lured you, what made you want to come to be here in Dubai and have 1.5 degrees be associated with the Desert Vipers? Well, I think the having been around the world in cricket, um, everyone naturally heads to India. I've done that and, and loved every minute of it. You know, still carry a few of the scars, but it was great fun. I think that here, what the Desert Vipers are actually building is totally unique in cricket. And that's really the attraction. You know, their whole value system is now built around sustainability. So, you know, there is no one in the game that is doing what they're doing. And it, it's very exciting for what, what is possible. And it, where is that coming from? The, the ownership structure oh, and the owners involved? Is it influenced by Dubai's is it putting importance on sustainability? What's driving that? Well, it's very much influenced by Dubai. It's very much influenced by the local people and the sustainability drives that are going on here. But the leadership team, the management team, Phil Oliver, um, the CEO, they had a look at the the, the, um, the franchise, all of their moving parts, and said, "Look, we, you know, we've got to believe in a greater cause. And as Dubai is our hometown, we have to have an impact on the local people of Dubai. Mm-hmm. And then sustainability and climate change issues just fit absolutely perfect with it. And then they really lent into it." Um, and that's been the most impressive thing. You know, I, I was at uh, one of the first uh, school activation programs this season, and uh, the, the the kids were brought in 
30 of them together. There were coaching sessions and all of that. But one thing that really caught my attention was the number 1.5 on the back. From far away, I thought 15. Maybe it's someone's favorite number. But then in, when, I, when I reached in close, I saw 1.5. There was a little degree on top of it. And the three R's of sustainability right at the bottom. The kids were asking. They were, they, they were curious. They were asking the right questions. But how important is it to put those thoughts in the minds of these young kids? Because they're already swarmed with their histories and the geographies and the science and the math that they're learning. And then we tell them, hey, you know what? Sustainability, the three R's. Well, I think that is the beauty of sport. And, and I think we will see more of this further down the, the line. But, you know, it has been so powerful at engaging young minds and, and massive audiences. And, you know, they've been associated with their favourite players or their favourite team. And, and that will change a little bit. But what sport has got the ability to do is carry that climate change message. And that's what the Vipers have done. And the fact that every child that walks onto the pitch carries their climate change message i mean that's unique to sport and you know it, it's massive credit to that to that franchise it's a case of sport really being the global language in that sense isn't it it, it is and it, it's you know there's lots of sporting cliches of of how you know fans from all walks of life they actually do sing off the same hymn yeah. sheet yeah. and that's the beauty of having one cause that does impact everyone and it doesn't matter where where the fans from or, or what their lifestyle is you know, climate change is going to impact us all. Mm-hmm. And the team have just absolutely committed to it. And their values now are driven around what impact can they have, both on the field, but also socially. And that's where I think they start to build deeper roots here in Dubai. You know, organizations uh, or setups like aviation or the hotel industry, uh, these are the ones that probably look at uh, you know climate change in a larger perspective because of the sheer volumes now when it comes to sporting uh, teams how do they get along with the thought of uh, sustainability or climate change because eventually desert wipers will be going out on the field and playing cricket for one month but that communication to have that com- sustained communication for the whole year round that could potentially be a little challenging wouldn't that yeah, I think it is because, you know, we have a short window. Um, you know, we wish it was longer, but we've, we've got to make the maximum possible impact in the time that we've got. But actually what the Vipers are doing, you know, they've started a schools program way out and that'll run all, the, all year round. Um, we've also built pro- partnership programs with Oxford University's in Cli- uh, Environmental Change Institute. We've got schools in the UK on board doing GCSE and, and, and EPQs for, for IB. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, it's a much, much broader uh, program than you think. You know, the little bit you'll see on the field yep. is a small part. But, it, you know, back to your hotels and, and airlines, we now give all of those businesses the opportunity to, to get involved with a sustainability project. Mm-hmm that is relevant to their own industry. And I think that's really unique from the Vipers too. Nice. Well, when it comes down to you know, cricket today, it is evolving so fast. Um, we, you know, we're in the middle of the, uh, the ICC World Cup, one day international World Cup, coming to the business end of the season. Where do you see the 50 over game having in your role from administration? I, I'm, I mean, I'm talking to the guy like producer Pranav here. I'm always telling him about the halcyon days of the 90s and the tri-series and the 50. It was the biggest thing in cricket. And, and now I feel like a bit of a dinosaur because I'm holding <laughs> on to that. Uh, you know, we've got to adapt. Every sport has to evolve. What do you see as the future of the 50 over game? I think it's got it's got a challenge the 50 over game but but what I would say cricket has probably evolved and adapted more radically than any other sport every other sport is looking for their t20 version whether you know it's golf it's rugby it's football um 
I think the ch- big challenge is that pretty much all the administrators are like you and I. We're traditionalists, right? Yeah. We were brought up on the game, you know, with lords and whites and stuff. We may not be the best people to make the decisions. And I would, I'd like to see kids, you know, I've got a teenage son. Mm-hmm. He's not going to watch a 50 over game, right? So how do we get them involved in the game and, and actually grow that base? And I think T20 cricket undoubtedly has been yeah. the vehicle to do it. So True. if if one of the casualties of the, of getting the new audience in is 50 over cricket goes, that's I'll have to live with it. Mm-hmm. As long as we can protect the little sort of dinosaur game of, <laughs> of, of, of test cricket. Well, yeah. it's, well, that, well, that's the argument uh, that the invention of T20 has made test cricket more entertaining. Oh, uh, uh, massively more entertaining. You yeah. look at the run rates. Yeah. Um, you know, there were games, and you and I probably went to a few of them where you could see 200 runs in a day. I mean, now you've got players scoring 100 runs in a session. Yeah. Um, it's miles better. It's miles better by every measurement. Um, and. That's not a coincidence that it's come in line with, with T20 cricket. Looking towards uh, the DP World ILT20, um, it's starting in January again. It's going to be here across Dubai, Sharjah and Abu Dhabi. Uh, as a league, how do you think it can improve? Are you able to comment on how you think the first league, because of your experience with the IPL, the way it can evolve and to take up more of the, the sporting public's imagination for the second series? Yeah, I mean, one of the beauties of my role is that I can comment. Okay. <laughs> You're one out, one back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I, I think, looking from the outside, I think, you know, the number one thing they've got to do is get people into the stadium. Hmm. And nowadays, that's not just about the, the product you put on the field. It's an experience. It's an outing. It's fun. And, and lots of other sports events are beginning to do that well. And, and it also affects the TV product. It looks better as oh, a yeah. product on TV if there's a full crowd. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I would say the one thing you do is go and bust everybody in. I don't believe that you know, the future of sport will largely be built around ticket sales because you, you need it to be full because that creates the atmosphere yeah. and the sense of belonging and the passion. And, you know, I think that you've also got to look at this market and the bit that's missing for me is what I call the Monaco Grand Prix. So Dubai does that thing brilliantly and that's missing from the cricket. And I think you need an, you need an elite level of super entertainment, super hospitality. Um, That's a very good point. And I, and I can say that because, you know, fortunately, I don't have to go and deliver it, but well, someone does. Well, it, it, it's, it's a bit similar, you know, I, I'm a football fan, which is unusual in Australia. And when they started the Australian League, uh, they called my club Sydney FC, Bling FC, because they paid a fortune to bring in Dwight York, who was only a couple of years out of Manchester United. And the footage of it was him on the boats. And, and they brought the glamour. Yeah. And that star power brought in so many borderline fans that I think you're right. Dubai needs something. Somehow they need to put the Dubai bling, you know, into into the DP World ILT20. Yeah, and, and you know, they did it with soccer in America as well. Yeah, they, with Beckham, Beckham and that great lot. example. So I think that the one thing this league has got, because you have eight overseas players, is the quality of the cricket is outstanding. I mean, it's better, it's better than most yeah. other leagues. Mm. So it's got a massive viewership in, in India. And now the final piece is working on the stadium product and, and filling it up both with you know, fans that just want to come and see the cricket, give them a brilliant entertainment experience, 
But I think Dubai's got that special sort of gold dust. And I think that needs sprinkling a little bit around this tournament too. You know, you, you give the example of David Beckham and what he did for uh, soccer in US. Would Shaheen Shah really be that one person who could probably change things around? Vipers have signed him up. It was a massive announcement. You know, literally the first big announcement of the year for ILT20. Would Shaheen Shah really be the trump card that could change things around, at least for the Vipers? Well, I think that, you know, the Vipers have... have made a massive commitment to, to him and, and to other players. And I think that when you're delivering some of the best players in the world, hmm. that's all the franchise can do. Then I think you've got to give it to the league to follow that through and take advantage of it. Obviously, from a team's point of view, we're going to be doing some fantastic things with, with, with Shaheen around our partners, our sponsors, whether it's dinners, whether it's parties, whether it's you know coaching sessions, mm-hmm. all sorts of, of activities. But they've done their bit. Right. And I think it's it's time to, to, to support it. Um, but that's going to involve all six teams and the league itself. Um, but once you can get everyone pulling in that direction, I think that this league, with its star power, with the quality of the cricket, the brilliant stadiums, and beautifully, it's the only league where you don't need to fly to every game. So True. it should be the most sustainable cricket league in the world too. And, and does that make it more attractive to players that they can bring their family, they can stay at a resort somewhere, they don't have to constantly travel. You can have the, the wife and kids come out, you're at the one hotel and there's an air of familiarity that you're going back to the same bed for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it, it, you know, you, it's quite difficult to understand you know, what international players do. But if you go and play, uh, you know, you're going to live in Cape Town, you think, right, it's amazing. But you're there for two nights and then you're you know, you're on a plane, you're on another plane, you're on another plane. And you people miss that. They don't realise that they're not just sitting in Cape Town for five, six weeks. The beauty of, of the tournament here is whether you're based here, whether you're based in Abu Dhabi, you know, you're, you're going to have an amazing experience. And that's, there's no coincidence that they want to bring their families, their kids. And, and we need to take advantage of that. We need to take advantage of that and go, look, we can attract the best players. We can put the most amazing cricket product on. And now we've just got to fill out the bits around the edges. Mm-hmm. You, we talk about sustainability, right? Uh, yes, there's no flying involved between Sharjah, Abu Dhabi and Dubai. But still, there would be buses, cars that will be travelling around. Uh, any thoughts on uh, changing or tightening the sustainability screw on uh, those drives? Yeah, well, I think that, that you know, there's a classic example of... You know, opportunity. When I look around this region, the investment in you know electric mobility, for example, you know we, we've talked to five or six different people who mm-hmm. can provide electric buses. We've got breakfast tomorrow morning with biofuel specialists, so we're going to be using biofuel in any vehicles we use. You know that's where this starts to become an interesting conversation because it will fit with pretty much any business right. that that has a sustainability product or policy. Um, and they can come and roll that out through the team. Because talking about sustainability is one thing, but to have those tiny bite-sized actionable pointers is something that will actually change the game. Uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll bring back the conversation to school kids. Uh, we, we, I saw a bunch of kids. They, you know, we, we made them, you know, remind them the three R's and all of that. But what are the actionables that, are, that, that we're putting, you know, into their minds? One that I saw, and I was mighty impressed, was no plastic bottles on the ground. Like we've played whatever level of cricket we've played, every single ground would be littered with plastic bottles and then we would go down picking those bottles, putting in the trash can. But by the end of the day, we would have seen at least if not more, mm. 150 to 200 plastic bottles. There was zero on the field when the kids were training. That's a good start. But what next for these kids? Well, I think that, you know, you, you, you've sort of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I once you start looking at it, it's 
difficult to understand that any team would ever have those bottles around again, right? So we're going through a period where hopefully we're, we're creating impact and that will change behavior. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the school's program with all the awareness and education, what ultimately we want is we want it to change their behavior. So they don't, they would, well, they would also think it's very strange to see a plastic bottle on a cricket pitch. Right. So, you know, that's one of the things that, that, that we'll get out of it. But there's so many other things that we've put in place that we want local businesses to, to join in. It's quite hard to tell your sustainability story because they're very similar. Hmm. You know, it, you know, decarbonize as, as best you can, but it, but they're quite they're quite bland. True. So what sport does is provide the vehicle for them to come and join in, and they can join us whether it is in our sustainability summit. We've we've just launched a climate club. Um, which is a you know, very sort of invitation only going back to the Dubai bling you know we've got a club that will fit that um, you know we've we've got activities around uh, the hotel with dinners with owners mm-hmm. you know all sorts of stuff where brands a, a, and businesses can come in see how does their sustainability fit with what we're doing and then on the back of that we've got this constant schools program and a, you know education and awareness and change of behavior is really where we want to be at the end well, you've been very generous with your time this afternoon, uh, Sean, but we can't let you go without asking you for a pick for the Men's IC Cricket World Cup final on Ooh. Sunday. Now, bear in mind, I'm Australian, Neil's Indian. So <laughs> Put us but, through. Neil's, Neil's nearest the door. So I, I, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? That You know, you watch teams who, who've won every single game and, you know, unfortunately, the odds at some point, yeah. you're going to have a... You're gonna, getting closer towards a loss. They're, they're going to have a bad day. Um I think the other thing that people probably don't realise is that the level of pressure on those Indian players will be unlike anything else in sport. Um, and look, you know, it's difficult for a, for a pom to, well, let's to see, support the Aussies, see. so I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go with you India. I agree with you. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd support India over England, so it's a fair answer. Fair well, answer. See, I'm, I'm in, in either case, I like the odds. I quite like the odds. But then, hey, you know what? Uh, we've spoken about uh, the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup. What about the ILT20? Which team would well, Desert he's Vipers... Say, he's got to say the Vipers. No, th- that's what I'm saying. Which team Desert Vipers would like to see in the finals and beat them? Well, I mean, we'll have to be diplomatic. We don't mind who it is. As long as oh. we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think that, you know, we're... We've got an amazing squad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having been around professional sport for a long time... Um, and I've I've said this to the to the team as well. I, I've never seen a management team as strong as the one that Desert Vipers have got. Mm-hmm. You know, across the board, it's it's phenomenal. Um, so I think that you know everything's in place. But at the end of the day, you know, cricket's unpredictable. Um, we need a couple of guys in form at the right time. You know, we've got a slightly condensed fixture list where we've got a lot of back-to-back games. So if you if you're timing your form right, mm. I think they'll be a very difficult side to beat. Well, the DP World ILT20, uh, we're looking forward to it returning for its second season here at Talk 100.3. We're looking forward to uh, partnering up with the Desert Vipers and Sean Morris, the CEO of 1.5 Degree Sport, the sustainability partner for the Desert Vipers. We appreciate your time and coming in, sharing your uh, cricket experience, and we look forward to hearing about you and more of the Desert Vipers in the lead-up to the tournament. Thanks for having me. TSB, Talk Sport Business on Talk 100.3. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.